Hello, this is Aditi from Newslaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Friday, the 13th of January. Satellite images released by the Indian Space Research Organization show that the town of Joshimat in Uttarakhand sank 5.4 centimetres in just 12 days after a subsidence event on January the 2nd, the Press Trust of India reported. Subsidence is sinking of the ground due to movement of underground material. In Joshimat, the land has been sinking because of ill-planned construction, inadequate drainage and wastewater disposal, according to a September 2022 report by the Uttarakhand State Disaster Management Authority. Meanwhile, on Friday, the Uttarakhand government informed the Delhi High Court that the National Disaster Response Force and the State Disaster Response Force have been deployed in the area, the Indian Express reported. ISRO's National Remote Sensing Centre said that between April and November 2022, the land subsidence in the town was slow as it sank by 8.9 centimetres. However, between December 27, 2022, and January 8, 2023, the intensity of land subsidence increased dramatically. According to the NRSC report, the subsidence is confined to the central part of the town. The subsidence zone houses the army helipad and the nursing temple. These areas have been designated as sensitive zones. The crown of the subsidence is located near the Joshimat Auli Road at a height of 2,180 metres. Joshimat is the gateway to pilgrimage sites like Badrinath and Hemkud Sahib and the skiing destination Auli. The land subsidence has caused cracks in over 500 houses. According to a petition in the Delhi High Court, 3,000 people, or more than 10% of the city's population, is affected by the issue. So far, a total of 169 families have been shifted to relief centres in Joshimat and Peoplekoti. The 835 rooms serving as relief centres can accommodate 3,630 people. An interim assistance of Rs 1.5 lakh has been granted to 42 affected families so far. Uttarakhand Chief Minister Pushkar Singh Dhami said on Thursday that a committee will decide the market rate for compensation. The Supreme Court has again pulled up the Delhi police over its probe into a hate speech case in which Sudarshan News editor Suresh Chavanke is an accused. Live Law reported. The court noted that there has been no arrest, no charge sheet and no palpable progress even eight months after the FIR was lodged last year. In April 2022, the court had slammed a police affidavit clearing Chavanke of hate speech, paving the way for an FIR next month for promoting religious enmity. Chavanke had administered a controversial oath at a Hindu Yuva Vahini event in Delhi in December 2021. A division bench of Chief Justice of India D.Y. Chandrachur and Justice P.S. Narsimha on Friday asked the police to file a status report within two weeks, Live Law reported. It observed that the charge sheet has still not been filed and even the FIR was lodged five months after the incident. The report stated, A contempt plea by activist Tushar Gandhi had alleged that the police have violated directions issued by the court in the Tehseen Punawala case. Advocate Shadan Farasat, representing Gandhi, pointed to speeches made at the event targeting the Muslim community and said it was, and I quote, a call for action for violence of a certain kind, unquote. In an indirect reference to Chavanke, he said, and I quote, the gentleman who is leading this has a history, unquote. 
mentioning the Tehsin Poonawala case, he said the FIR and charge sheet must be filed in a timely manner in such cases. In December 2021, Chavanke had administered an oath at an event organized by the members of the Hindu Yuva Vahini to make India a Hindu nation and to fight, die and kill if required for the purpose. He posted the video on Twitter saying, and I quote, Lions and lionesses of Hindu Yuva Vahini taking the oath of Hindu Rashtra with me, unquote. In his tweet, he tagged Uttar Pradesh Chief Minister Adityanath. Prime Minister Narendra Modi flagged off the Ganga River cruise from Varanasi today. Touted as the longest river cruise in the world, the 51-day boat journey will reach its destination in Assam's Dibrugarh on March 1, the Indian Express reported. Modi flagged off the cruise virtually via video conference. The cruise ship, called MV Ganga Vilas, has a capacity of 36 tourists in 18 suites. It will cover 3,200 kilometres over 51 days and cross 27 river systems. The voyage includes visits to 50 tourist spots, including world heritage sites, national parks and major cities such as Patna, Kolkata, Guwahati and even Dhaka in Bangladesh. The maiden trip is ferrying 32 tourists from Switzerland and will cost about Rs 25,000 per person per day for a total of Rs 20 lakh per passenger. The cruise is managed by private operator Antra River Cruises, which is already planning the next voyage for September, according to Indian Express. It is supported by the Inland Waterways Authority of India. The vessel is outfitted with a sewage treatment plant so that no sewage water flows into the river, the Press Trust of India reported quoting the cruise's director, Raj Singh. It also houses a filtration system so that river water can be filtered and used for bathing and other purposes. The initiative, however, has been criticised by Samajwadi Party chief Akhilesh Yadav for focusing on luxury instead of spirituality. Listeners, the government of India is in the process of drafting rules to regulate online gaming. On Wednesday, it held a public consultation with gamers, students, teachers and psychologists. To find out why Diwali and Chinese law were mentioned in the discussions, you can read my piece on newslaundry.com. It is titled, Concerns on Child Safety, KYC, Cyberbullying, IT Ministry's Public Consultation on Online Gaming. We've been able to bring you such reports only because you've got our back. Subscribe to newslaundry.com and pay to keep news free. Our subscription starts at only Rs 300 a month. The Minister of Parliamentary Affairs, Prahlad Joshi, announced today that the Parliament's budget session will commence on January 31st. The session will end on April 6th and will have 27 sittings over 66 days. The first part of the budget session focuses on discussions on the motion of thanks to the President's address and the union budget. The second part focuses on the demands for grants. The Parliament will go on recess from 14th February to 12th March so that the parliamentary standing committees can examine different ministries' demands for grants and present their respective reports. The Bureau of Indian Standards, or BIS, announced that it had seized 18,600 toys over the last one month from retail stores at airports and malls across India for not meeting quality standards and using fake licences, the Financial Express reported. These include retail stores of companies such as Archie's and Reliance-owned Hamleys. The Central Consumer Protection Authority has also issued notices to e-commerce marketplaces Amazon, Flipkart and Snapdeal 
for selling toys that violate quality standards. The e-commerce companies are required to respond within seven days or face action under the Consumer Protection Act 2019, the Ministry of Consumer Affairs, Food and Distribution said in its statement. Custom officials have also been asked to check the quality of imported toys. In the last one month, BIS has conducted 44 raids at 25 outlets across the country. The Toys Quality Control Order 2020 had made it mandatory for all toys for children under the age of 14 to get BIS certification. This order made it obligatory for all toys manufactured, imported, sold or exhibited for sale to have the BIS quality mark as well. Violations of quality norms attract initial penalties of Rs 1 lakh under the BIS Act and major violations could also result in a jail term. The U.S. Attorney General named a special counsel on Thursday to investigate the improper storage of classified documents at President Joe Biden's home and former office, Reuters reported. Meanwhile, the White House has tried to defend Biden, saying that the president does not know what is in the secret papers. The American Justice Department is probing how Biden, as well as former President Donald Trump, came to have classified documents after they left office. This is turning into a major political scandal in Washington, D.C. In August 2022, the FBI had seized more than 10,000 files from former President Donald Trump's residence in Mar-a-Lago, Florida. The Department of Justice had appointed a special prosecutor to initiate a criminal investigation into the incident in November 2022. Biden had announced the discovery of the first set of classified documents on Tuesday. This first cache of about 10 classified documents was found at the Penn-Biden Center in Washington, D.C. in November 2022. The Penn-Biden Center is a think tank near White House. The documents in question date back to his tenure as the vice president under President Barack Obama. But Biden started using the office at the Penn-Biden Center only after his tenure ended. The documents include U.S. intelligence memos and briefing materials related to Ukraine, Iran and the United Kingdom, the BBC reported. Biden's lawyers searched his residences after the discovery in November. The documents in Wilmington, Delaware, were discovered during this search. No documents were found in his other residence in Rehoboth Beach in Delaware, the special counsel to the president said in a statement. All documents were promptly turned over to the Department of Justice by Biden's lawyers. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a good day or good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel. 